Thank you to the guys at Racetech, Racetech.com, man. They support the privateers. They support teams out there, whether it's a motor work or suspension work. Racetech.com will have your bike working well for you. Please spend the money and uh, work on your suspension. Get your oil changed. Get your bushings changed. Seals. Uh, get the right oil height, the right spring rate for your uh, weight and or speed. Racetech.com. Pulp22 is the code to save with those guys. Call there. Tell them you, you listen to Pulp, and they'll give you a deal. And they do great work. And, again, they do motors now, too. I don't know if you know that. Uh, they do motors as well. And they got race tech service centers all across America. Great website. And make your bike – show your bike some love so it'll show you love and work better. That's the main thing. And then when it works better, you will enjoy riding more. So I need to get riding on my race tech stuff. Uh, I know Kiefer's been ha- hammering me on that. So racetech.com, please check it out. Thank you to those guys. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Minneapolis Supercross Review Show. Thank you to Fly Racing and all they do uh, for the sport and supporting it. They're, of course, a big part of the Supercross Series. They sponsor the Motocross Series as well, ATV Motocross, flyracing.com. They support the sports, so you should support them, man. Uh, great gear. They got uh, gear that will meet any price needs, any uh, sort of uh, uh, designs that you want, anything else. They have all sorts of different lines of gear. I think there's five different lines. Flyracing.com, please check them out. And if you haven't tried the helmet out, uh, the Formula Helmet, you got to, got to. Try it out, flyracing.com. Uh, thank you to Renthal as well. When it comes to Jet Lawrence, he won the race with Renthal Handlebar, uh, as well as Jason Anderson winning the race with a Renthal Handlebar. Renthal.com, whether it's 7-8 bar, twin wall, fat bar, fat bar 36, sprockets as well, uh, chains, great chains, uh, Renthal.com. Made over there in the UK, and you know their name, and you know the quality they stand for. They have more championships than all the other brands combined. Uh, Renthal.com, really cool, informative website as well. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing most of you listening to this who have raced has used Renthal products, so you know the quality and you know what they're like. Renthal.com. Thank you to Maxxis Tires. Uh, please check out Maxxis if you can. Uh, mountain bike tires, light truck tires, tires uh, Maxxis.com, SGB, Maxxis Rider, K Clayson. Putting in the main event with Maxxis Tires, man. That's not bad, right? Uh, so thank you to the Maxxis guys for making it happen. Cobalinks, Motorsport.com, Onyx Maps. We'll talk about more. Later in this podcast, JT and Weege will join me here to um, talk about Minneapolis. I'm sure we'll argue about something along the way. So I hope you enjoy that. If you made it up to the live show on Friday night, thank you. Uh, if you still want to watch it, Spot TV Network has it up on its archive. So get the app, sign up for a month, watch it if you want, and uh, see what else they have if you want to stay on Spot Network TV. Otherwise, you can cancel after one month. So Spot Network TV has the uh, Minneapolis live show up on the archives right now to listen and watch. 
Um, so thank you to those guys for coming out and filming the show. We had a good time. And, uh, yeah, some laughs were had, right? All right, let's dive into uh, this race and uh, talk about what we saw, what we heard, and more. All right, here we go. And now to talk about Minneapolis Supercross, as promised on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast show. I know I said it at the top of the show, but thank you to Renthal and Maxis, Cobolinks, Motorsport.com, Onyx Maps, all on board with us. We are going to talk some Minneapolis uh, Supercross. We are back in uh, in Minnesota, and uh, man, it was cold. Joining me to talk about it, it is the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship Series. He was at the live show as well on Friday night. A uh, lot of talk about his attire. A lot of talk about his uh, recklessness with his children. It's Jason Wagen. What's up, Weege? Yeah. Another epic one. I, I feel like every weekend it's like, a, I can't wait to get to the podcast so we can discuss this week. This week is a special week. Every week feels that way. We had the live show. So, yes, much to get to and some racing, too. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Go to your local dealer and pound on the counter. Smash the counter until they show you the catalog because... Whether it's Justin Brayton, Shane McElrath, Max Anstey, uh, whether it's uh, R.J. Hampshire, uh, Fly Racing's got it covered out there. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Just uh, back in Boise. Went from really cold to a little bit less cold. Yeah, it was. It was chilly. I'm not gonna lie. It was chilly. You know, like yeah. This is. I don't want to hear anyone toughing it out and saying uh, like it didn't bother me. Like it was insane. It yeah. was like dangerous level on uh, Saturday morning. <laughs> dangerous. Well, it was. Serious, I like, couldn't show. I couldn't show my hands, my yeah. face. Uh, I had like probably a fifteen-minute walk, and I. It was about as bad as nineteen. I but I, like for real, that you would die out there. Like for real, you'd straight up die if you were out there for too long. Yeah, I took my glove off to um, shoot a video with my phone, and it was forty-nine seconds. The video. That's how long I didn't have my glove on, and it was a good ten minutes. My right hand started to like get feeling back, and I was like, "Dude, that was less than one minute." Wow, it was gnarly. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I will say... Steve wore pants, everybody, okay? Let's just call it... No, I Steve just... No, no, no. I wore shorts on yes, Saturday. Yes, yes. Pants for the live show, because my wife said I had to wear pants. She said it's much nicer to wear pants, so that's why... Oh, I that was pants. not because of the cold? No, I, my wife said wear pants for the live show. I thought you looked nice, Steve. Oh, thank you, Jason. You're welcome. Uh, the live show was good. Uh, Inbound Brewery, thank you to Yamaha and Fly Racing for making that happen. St. Jude, too. We're going to give some money to St. Jude. Uh, those are always fun. We haven't done one in a while, JT, and uh, it was nice to have a good crowd. Yeah, it's cool. I think uh, as long as we go back to some sort of normalcy, those have to be you know more and happening often in the future. Um, they're just such a great time. It's such a nice lead in to the Supercross weekend. You know, it's it's just a huge bench racing session. Um, so yeah, I hope we can continue those and, and grow them as we uh, you know expand into new cities. Thanks to. Uh... Jamie, for being such a good sport, Weech. Yes, Jamie, uh, a.k.a. Darkside. Uh, I mean, look, yes, some of the appeal is that you're getting to hear us from this podcast and, and watch us live and feel like you're part of it. That is some of the appeal. But I think we were less than half of the actual draw of this show. What would you say? Yeah. Less than half? Ah, 50-50, yeah, uh, anyways. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the real yeah. draw was, and you, this is a pulp thing, I, I, I didn't want to cut his hair because I felt like this was more of a pulp thing than a Racer X thing. But Dark Side, Moto X Pod Show, Pony Pod, Pulp, pulp Review Pod, tear has been cut. He looks it's cut live. 10 years younger. He looks good. Yeah. You watch, his He's whole life's going to change. His whole life's going to change. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked to Sean Brennan, the TR manager for the series, about how much Supercross itself, like the entire aura, 
now that we don't have a long-haired bandana guy in the press conferences. Yeah. yeah, you, Helping the sport, helping himself. You brought up a great point, Weech. It, yeah. The hair was one thing. It was ridiculous. The second thing is was the bandana. Like, what is he? Yeah. Is, he is he little Stevie? You know, like, what's going on there? Like, uh, the bandana. So, <laughs> Brett Michaels? Yeah, he's ditching the bandana, too, because the bandana was for the hair. Yep. So, yep. yeah. It, so, we cut the man's hair. Uh, we had to, and then Steve just explain here what we did to uh, you know to honor the memory of the hair. Uh, well, we this is a Kiefer thing. I was yes. I was just happy to cut it and move on, but Kiefer yep. wanted want to keep the pony in a case, and we had a listener make him a very nice case with lights and a remote control, and and, yes. and, and yes. we put the pony in this case. And then people wanted to take photos with it. It was just, it was a bizarro level. And Weed, you got to get the hell away from us. It's, you got to go. Yeah, yeah. This is our uh, Goodwill hunting moment for this year. Yes, we're cutting a mass hair. We're putting it in a case. Uh, this is not what a respectable broadcaster like myself should be associating with. No. Um, no, no. But the, the, the best part of all. We cut the man's hair. We sell tickets for people to watch it. We put it in a casket. We make jokes about it all night in front of an audience. We made jokes about it all day. He was in the press box with us all day Saturday. We made every joke. Steve, you said uh, tattoo removal. That's the next move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got dark side across his stomach, and that's got to go, too. So that might be the next thing. So my point here is we're making every joke. We're inviting people to make jokes. We're inviting people to take pictures and make jokes about the hair, with the hair. And then the press conference begins. So for the first time, dark side is in there. Now Jamie, going by his regular name, hair is cut. We tried everything to bring up every joke we could, but we just don't have it. We mm. just don't have that it factor. No. Because Jed Lawrence jumps in there and says, hey, did you really cut your hair? And he's like, yeah, I did. And Jet Lawrence says, so now we're going to call you Brightside. Oh, gold. Just great. Good. Brightside. Just, it's Jet Lawrence, everybody. Nobody it's thought of that. No. Yeah. We didn't. Yep. Two hours on stage making fun of the hair. Calling him dark side. Never thought that now he's bright side. Jet Lawrence, he owns the world. We're just living in it. Yeah, yeah. He had a good night too, for sure. So, um, yep. well, thanks for coming out, everybody. That was fun. Absolutely. Um, we'll try to do more of these as we do it. We got this Friday in Dallas at the Look Theater. Tickets available on pulpamex.com. Um, it'll be me, Weege, JT at the Look Theater doing another live show. I think one of our one, well, thanks to Adam Cincerillo and. Um, Filthy Phil for coming in. Um, hey, Adam. Adam was getting uncomfortable at times, though, huh? Yeah, that's the great part. That's great. That's, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like, there's things he he can't answer and just realize he's not going to go down. But I, I like. I do like to watch him squirm a little bit. Yeah, and I think uh, he's fine with it, right? Like he knows how to do it. But yeah, um, you know, I was trying to get him on Yamaha. Like, you know, hey. <laughs> so um, it was. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, all right, Minneapolis, uh, light crowd. I know they had some vaccine uh, negative test stuff going on. They, they lifted that a couple weeks before the race, but I'm sure that hurt. I know there was a blizzard around Minneapolis because I had buddies from Canada telling me about it. So there was a blizzard going on. It was already cold, and there was this vax, uh, vax needed or a negative test needed for a little while. But all in all, man. For Minneapolis, these guys are gnarly fans, whether it's Millville, whether it's Metrodome, whether it's uh, this U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, and JT, it was a light crowd. I was very surprised. Day race, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, the the white crowd caught me off guard. Uh, I think we always associate Minneapolis with a huge turnout, and I never even considered an alternative. But when you look back on it, it had to be the vaccine. Because I did hear a little bit of uh, background on it. People had bought tickets. Then they enacted this mandate. So people were selling their tickets, sold them. Then they lifted the mandate. And I think people at that point were just like, screw it. I'm not rebuying tickets after I just sold them at a discount. And uh, it's unfortunate because I think it was a great I, other, you know, there were a few issues, but I think otherwise it was a great day. And uh, it was not really nice to be back in Minneapolis. That's one of my favorite races. I feel like we have different levels of day races, and this is, and I guess Denver is going to be like this too. But this was the early day race, Weege, right? Mm, I think so. I was confused as to why the morning started so early because, the, it, yeah, maybe it's just an hour, right? Maybe have we had some five p.m. Fox, Foxborough. Foxborough has been earlier than that one. I remember being at the track at Foxborough at six a.m. before. Oh, okay, yeah, because we had basically seven a.m. was track walk. Uh, you know, mm. so you're arriving 630-ish. Right. Uh, but I was confused because to me the whole thing shifted three – the night show started three hours early, but it felt like the morning was four hours early. My calculations are right. So it, it definitely felt early, especially yeah. after doing the live show pretty late Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, really really people need to appreciate our, our hustle, all of us, for how hard we work. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we, we put it all Other on the line than for buying folks. tickets to go. What's that? Other than them buying tickets to go, they need to appreciate it more than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, dude, it was okay. it was a it was a real busy weekend, you know. So um, maybe kick in a little extra, everybody. Just yes, maybe yeah. kick in a little extra. Why don't you do that? Well, they were kicking yeah. an extra to take a photo with the pony. Cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool for yeah the jelly thing was cool. Right, and then we made her uh, almost four hundred bucks. So that's yeah. awesome from people. Yeah, that's our hairstylist who who actually did the honors, and then, yeah, she made. 400 bucks or so. That's, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to take a picture with the pony, you had to pay the person who cut the hair. That was a great idea, whoever did that. That was my idea. Thank you. Um, great idea, Steve. All right, let's let's uh, let's get on to it. the opening round of the 250 E Series, too, as well. So lots to get into when it comes to that, including uh, our buddy Phil making an impact right away. But uh, first up, Chase Sexton. Dude, like two laps away from a dominating main event win. And then just – you guys see his wheel? From the hitting yeah. the ruts, like oh, how much torque that is right there. I was asking uh, uh, John Anderson from W, who's a, a very knowledgeable about wheels, and he said Blake Baggett had the same thing happen to him at Anaheim, in front of the mechanics area one year, crashed and the wheel was bent. And I don't remember, oh, I remember this that at all. crash. Okay, I, I don't that. remember was, this, but he yeah, said he was. Okay. he was going for the lead. Uh, yeah, trying to trying to pass for the lead. It's like seventeen, maybe twenty seventeen. Oh, yeah, he was going for uh, Roxon, I think, right? Yep. yep. They came across, like, mechanics area. Mechanics made, right? area. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and he went flying. That's right. Yeah, so John was like, the wheel was, and afterwards, Blake's wheel was like a lot like Sexton's. So just imagine the torque and the force on that thing. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because there is, as always, with everything, like, we see it, everybody thinks they know what happened, and then you start hearing alternative ideas. So by this morning on Twitter, I'm starting to hear people say, the wheel broke. It wasn't Sexton's fault. He didn't crash. The wheel. No, broke. that's not true. Uh, so, is there anything to that? No. No. no I, I asked no. a couple people, including John, and they're like, "No, no, that was that was not why he crashed. He crashed, and then no, the, he, the wheel broke because of the crash." Yeah, he he comes out of that corner and he loses the front, which is fine. Like you know, those guys are sliding all over the place half the race. But it keeps pushing, keeps pushing, and then it catches on the face of that jump and just high, it basically high sides right. 
Yeah. But unfortunately, he's high siding into the face of the jump and it just ejected him the other way. But yeah, just like you said, all that torque in the face of that jump sideways is what Bennett. Yeah, and but, you, and you know it's a factory Honda, so you know it. The hub is strong, the the rim is strong, so yeah. you know it's a well built wheel, uh, and that's what it, that's what happened. So wow, big one. Uh, so I don't should I respond to those people on Twitter that Sexton should not quit the team because they injured him <laughs> with their broken wheel? Yeah, I, I, think, I think you should. What a heartbreak though. He was riding so good. Oh man, dude, he Girl. was crushing it. You know, it was it was fantastic. Won the heat. Uh, it wasn't fastest in the overall, but close. And, and you know, yeah, quadding that thing uh, early on. I think, who was the first guy? Was he the first guy to do it? Yeah, he was first. Yeah, so started doing that right away, uh, the on-off, quadded that. Oh, man. Bummer for Chase Sexton and Honda. Damn. He was beat up, too. He was beat up. I mean, he was definitely woozy, right? <laughs> it's, it's It's always so touchy when you're like, he was knocked out. He wasn't knocked out. He's got a concussion. He didn't. But I think everybody that was watching was pretty sure that he was a little woozy there. I mean, he tried to stand up and then fell down the yeah. the jump. Like, you're, and everybody in the stadium, like you could. There's no way, even if you're not a fan of his, couldn't feel bad for him. No, he rode such an amazing race, and then you just see it go up in flames like that. And how about Anderson coming around? Oh, that was close, dude. That, was close. that could have been gnarly. So, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. It sucks in a variety of ways, right? Because obviously, Sexton wanted to win. That hurts. He got hurt. That hurts. And also, like, because of Tomac having his issues, this is like this his opportunity to scratch back into the series, right? Yep, yep. But now he's full race down. Yeah. Yeah, and he's sixth in the points. <laughs> he went from, yeah, yeah. He went from yeah. a breakaway to third and uh, to that, to sixth. Yeah, gnarly. So, uh, yep. uh, bummer. But Anderson wins again. I mean, he got it gifted to him, but he was still in second place. He still rode a good race. I thought he looked off in practice all day long. I saw him go down twice. Um, not nothing big, but I saw him go down in twice. He qualified third, so I guess that's okay. I just I didn't think he looked sharp all day. Really? Yeah. See, I thought he was. I thought he was fine. Yeah. I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, I was curious to see if there would be any change as far as going east and the dirt changing and climate changing and all that. Um, but I, I saw him look really aggressive and all that, and then he, he ends up third. I'm like, oh, we're good. I didn't think he was going to win the race, Yeah. Uh, which arguably you could say, you know, he backed into it, whatever. Of course, I mean, he yeah. put himself in a good position, but uh, I was very impressed by him. Three points back, Weege. Yeah, you know, that was the break he was looking for. He's obviously had his share of points that were not really his fault, uh, losing, you know, getting either a knockdown or uh, – radiator cap or whatever the problem was there in San Diego. So this was the break he was looking for. Mm -hmm. I mean, at one point, it's amazing how this works, right? Like, at one point, I'm like, dude, is Tomac, is he just going to end up 11th here? Is he going to lose the points lead? But as always, they end up getting further up than that. Um, But back-to-back wins? And I'm I'm a little more on your side on that, Steve. I I thought it was a little off night. Like, Anderson didn't look great to me. Um, But I asked him about that in the press conference. He said it wasn't like... um, he had another race. I can't remember which one earlier this year where he just felt all. Oh, was it Anaheim two where he was like off the track multiple times in the heat race? I think it was Anaheim two. Yeah, uh, Anderson. He said it wasn't like that. He just said the track was so gnarly that it was like even if you were fast, you know, you were gonna make mistakes. Uh, the track was that gnarly. He was just. He's like whoever focused, whoever didn't lose focus was going to succeed. He wasn't even worried about being fast. It definitely so. got like uh, we saw Mookie crash. We saw um, Roxon crash. It, it got drier. It got slicker. Right. Uh, Sexton's deal. Um, Ferrandis was having a hell of a time. Uh, at, it looked to me at times like getting out of shape. Yeah, it yep. got dry. It got chunky. Um, and and 
I think it changed a lot from the beginning of the day when it looked pretty mint for for the first very first practice. So, um, yeah, good job for Anderson, man, and the Kawasaki again. So they had three points. I thought Tomac rode fantastic. Uh, you know, I mean, he was dead last and all the way to sixth. And yeah. like, if we had what uh, another five minutes, like he's getting a few more guys. Like it didn't appear to, at all to him to ever settle. You know, he was just charging, 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 charging. So, uh, good job for for Tomac too. Cooper Webb, second place. Is he back, JT? I don't know if he's back, but that was certainly a step forward. I think it would be hard to argue against that. Um, you know, the the Cooper Webb of 2019 wins that race. So, or excuse me, 2020. So, or, sorry, 2019 or 2021. Um, so, I, you know, I'm not, he's not back. But you were just looking for signs of life with him more than anything else. And that's kind of where I've been. And I've taken heat from people saying I'm giving him too much credit and blah, blah, blah. But I have been steadfast saying I wanted to see what happened at Minneapolis. And if he didn't have anything, then I'm out. And this was enough. I'm not saying he's going to win the championship. I'm not saying anything like that. But I just wanted to see some sort of improvement, some sort of light at the end of the tunnel that he can figure this thing out. And I think getting second, and you got to figure he probably gets third or fourth if Tomac doesn't crash and Sexton doesn't crash. That's still a step in the right direction. He looked more confident. He got the start. He led laps. He actually fought back pretty well towards the end of the race, right? He kind of got pushed around a little bit, like, you know, six, seven, eight laps in. And then he found the groove and kind of came back towards the front. So I saw enough to think that he's going to figure this thing out. The problem is, is he might be too many points down by the time that happens. But I, if you're looking for some sort of positives, I think you got it. Damn it. I yeah, really, I'm with oh, you. It wasn't okay. as bad as these other races. It, would he have gotten the podium? Maybe not. Um, but... He didn't it wasn't drop. 40 seconds down. That's the yes. thing. Yes, and he hold shot, right? And they did eventually get by him. But it wasn't like uh, the last couple of weeks. It had been like what we saw outdoors last year, where it was like halfway through the first lap. They're like right. blowing by him. Like he looks like a privateer, like he needs to get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was closer. And you did see in the last five minutes, he was starting to do the Cooper Webb thing. Like he yeah. started to catch guys. He pulled away from Marv Cotter. Yeah, Marv caught him. He was yep. starting to catch yep. Mookie. And he was only two seconds down on Anderson. Now, obviously, Anderson was, I'm sure, cruising those final two laps. But in the end, Anderson goes across the finish, and you see Webb not too far back. And it's like, well, he still has that weirdo last five minutes where he can invent something and find speed that he didn't have. So it's better. It's definitely better. It's better, but yeah. No, I don't change my opinion much on what I was saying last week. I mean, Mookie crashed. Tomac was better than him. He was leading for a while. The old, the but old. You, you're not saying. I mean, it was the old it was web. A lot better. It was a lot better. The old web I'm not wins. It's last right. year. Yeah, I just yeah no. Nah. A good job for Coop, but sorry. Well, I mean, I, I, what what when you say great job, but you don't sound like. Great I said job good job. I said good job. Good job to Coop. But uh, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, good. I mean, yeah. Are you scared to voice your opinion here? Or what what's going on? I thought you were. I was getting ready, JT, to have both barrels out. I'm a little. I'm, Me? Yeah, I'm a little shocked. To, no, I got, I got, you got my, second place. No, I, I thought you were. I was going to have both barrels out because I thought you were going to start screaming about the championship. No, no, no. I'm not there. I, I think uh, until he can prove that he, if he went and won the won the race last night, which I think that's what when he got off front, I'm like he's going to win, and he wasn't able to do that. You know, when he gets passed by those guys and gets passed by Mookie. 
clearly he, he's not there. Yeah, he, he you know, you, you, Tomac's Tomac should have beat him, and he he would get fifth, and he was leading sure. the race. I, I'm so, just saying it was yeah. it was significantly better, in my opinion, yeah. significantly better, better, better. Um, I okay. So, I mean, you can hate on it if you want. But I'm not hating was, on it, but but have you? I mean, go yeah, back and think about how bad he was at those other races. He wasn't even in the conversation, and he was leading laps like he was running around. I'm not saying he doesn't need to be a few percent better than he is right now. But again, like we, even if Sexton stays up, he's what four seconds off the lead at the end. I mean, he was, it, he was very, very relevant, which he has not been in a very long time. Even the race he got second at the opener, he was nowhere near the front. Okay. Well, another big weekend for him that's coming up in Dallas. Um, I guess we're hearing he parted ways with Michael Byrne. Uh, wow. Uh, six, yeah. six races in. Obviously left Alden's um, and 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 got Burn and trainer coach all that we, we all of us on this line we think pretty highly of Burner good dude smart guy uh, I I'm shocked that okay I'm not shocked that it did I'm not shocked that he let Burner go at the end of the year if it doesn't go well uh, that's fine but six races in jeez um, if I'm Burner I'm probably a little bitter JT I'm I'm shocked man I. Uh... I reached out to some people that would know and they basically said, I can't talk about it. So I think we'll learn more. It's really quiet out there. Yes. And you know, I'm, I'm really close to burner, not as much now because I've been, I've moved away for a long time, but I still consider him a very close friend of mine. And one of the best, genuinely one of the best people I know outside of motocross, like he's done a lot for me when I've needed help and I hold him in a really high regard. And uh, more than anything I else, I'm just bummed for him as a person because I don't know where, I don't know what's there right now. Like it's the middle of the year. There's not a lot of open opportunities six rounds into a series. I I, I, I got the same thing when I reached out. Like, can't, can't talk about it. It's, it's so stupid. He's not there this weekend, okay? They it didn't work out. Just just tell us he's gone. It happens. People lose their jobs. I, well, I, just I was told there were illegal things happening right, well. that they weren't allowed to talk about it. So I'm, 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 I know that. It's, it, this is the Larry situation. Brooks is on vacation. Well, I've Same. been I've been there, right? And stuff that goes on with WPS, I can't talk about sometimes. So I get it. If that's what you tell me, fine. That's fine. I'll I'll move on. I'm not gonna, you know, if you don't want to tell me and you can't tell me, then well, no problem. I couldn't even get confirmation that he's gone. I understand. <laughs> I, same for me. Like, and they I'm said not, they I, legally were not allowed to talk about it. I so don't, what are you gonna do with that? I don't right. need, you know, a full blow by blow of, of everything's going on, but the same with the Larry Brooks thing. He's not there. So we can confirm the burner's not there and working the uh, web you anymore. You know? Maybe if you sign an NDA, you can't. Well, well, ridiculous. Um, do, you, do you understand that there are you, there are things called NDAs, right? And you can be sued if you like if if someone subpoenaed your phone and said you broke your NDA, you told this guy Steve Mathis, a reporter of all things, that this is true. Like that's a direct violation. Like you're you're liable for whatever at that point. I don't. Like, I, I don't. Do not believe you. Me, I pretty, do not believe you could get sued for saying. Michael Byrne is no longer with Cooper Webb, and leave it at that. If you broke, if you broke How, the NDA, absolutely you can. NDA for what? For saying he does he's not there. So he, like, so just the rest of his life, Michael Burns is just working for Cooper Webb because we've never actually heard that he's not there. Like, of course he's not there. We know Do he's you not know there. What an NDA is, Steve. Do of you course, know how they work. Yeah, you can't share information. It's it's privileged information. You're not allowed. <laughs> it's privileged to. that Michael Byrne is. is no longer working with Cooper Webb. So if I want to hire Michael Byrne. 
I can't even call Michael Byrne. I can't even hire him. I can't even can't even. Did you call Mike, Byrne? Did you call Michael Byrne? Michael, yeah. Well, didn't call, but so I can't okay, even. Well, I can't if, even if, reach out to Michael Byrne to say I want to hire you. Can I? Can I? Can I well, sp- if, speak if, to the, if you went to the source and he told you he can't talk about it, then it's pretty clear that he can't talk about it, right? Again, don't need the details. Just is my, is Michael. It's, okay. Okay. Is all right, all right, okay. all right, all right. Weege, Weege, what do you think? Weege, what do you think about that? Is my, Michael Burns still with Cooper Webb? I guess, but he's not at the races. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm good on this subject. I'm, I'm not trying to argue with you, Steve. I'm just saying sometimes legally people oh, can't talk. Wow. Like, JT. No. JT, unbelievable. Okay. What? I I'll, don't understand. I'll like, keep. I'll keep reporting that Michael Byrne is with Cooper Webb. I guess. I'll, I'll, I'll report that. Oh, my God. I don't – like, I know you're biased and you want to be the media and you want everybody to be transparent with everything, but sometimes they can't be. That's how the law works sometimes, Steve. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Saying a guy is not working with the guy is nothing it's, – it, it's not transparent. That, that, that's just yes or no, and then you move on, and then you don't speak about anything else. You don't need to give us a blow-by-blow. We don't need any facts. We don't need anything that actually happened other than – Cooper Webb is no longer with, working with Michael Byrne. That's all we need. And then all of us media will hear nothing else. Just like Larry Brooks, gone. Well, I'm sure that's what you'd like, so, but that's just not reality sometimes. Um, ridiculous, but all right. So, yeah, Weege, uh, six races, that's a shock. KTM, I wonder, I wonder how much is on KTM side. How much is Coop? And people were already asking about a return to Alden Bakers. Oh, I don't Those see that. I don't see that, that I happening. Don't to come to light this quickly, um, right? You know that. I, I'm sure. You know, maybe by June we'll be like, man, remember back in uh, mid February when we had no idea what was going on? But it's just startlingly quick. We know some of the background. You know, we know KTM has stated they did not want Cooper to leave Alden's. Um, we, we know that. I don't want to read too much into that leading to this. Um, you know, hopefully in a few months we'll have a little better idea where that all stands. But yeah, I just didn't think no matter what, it, anything could change this quickly. That no. is crazy. Do, do you think he ends yeah. up back there? I don't. At Eldon's? Yeah. <sighs> no, I don't either. <laughs> but maybe. But I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and I do. Want- I, I just feel yeah. like this would be the ultimate example of you know this sport often works on the if you don't want to be there then yeah. we don't want you to be there either you yep. know yep Te- teams are like that I mean it's amazing how in most sports right like if you can sign an athlete to a contract he's on your team whether he wants to be or not you would never give up talent just because they're they don't want to be there but in this sport it's often like ah if they want to make a change and they're probably yeah. not gonna give yeah. it our best effort so let's. Move on. So I just don't see them forcing someone to work somewhere where he doesn't want to work. Yeah. That makes sense. This is all in uh, in the background of Webb's contract being up, right? Um, and yeah. so there's that going on. Because, you know, we're end of February, and I'm sure there's been talks and thoughts and what um, what he wants. You know, they're, if they're starting to re-sign him, everyone's working on that now-ish. But, yeah. yeah. So Has anyone ever left there on their own accord and gone back? I don't think they have. No, I don't. I don't. I, I can't think of an example. No, no. Um, when it ends, it ends. And one other thing now, as Steve, you've been bringing up lately, uh, when you talk about a rider's deal being up, we are absolutely in the era of, oh, the change of scenery. It's beautiful. It's a yeah. great thing. Yeah. 
Yep. Uh, well, I think so, I think yep. other riders and and man friends and agents and all the inner circles of these are going to be looking at Anderson and Tomac and being like, "Look at that! They just a change of scenery, man. New people, breath of fresh air. Look, look what these two are doing. You know, and monkey see, monkey do, right? So, do you guys think Webb stays there? I would still say it's the most likely option. I could see Webb and Roxon right, okay. changing places. Wouldn't I? I could see him leaving too. I can see him leaving. I, I would say it's the most likely, but that's uh, that's yeah. only because it's hard to find a suitor that works perfectly. But I'm not giving it 100. percent Yeah, and and Seen's yeah. Rulo's contracts up too, so there's. I think he stays there, but there's a lot. There, yeah, there's a lot moving, lot lot moving he was around. So there. so uncomfortable with those questions. Felt so bad for him. Uh, Marvin Muscan, Weege caught Webb. Uh, he's Marvin's. Remember when Marv went first tenth? I think we're we're good now. We're fine. That was just a weirdo race. Um, you know, started like sixth or seventh or something, moved up to fourth, caught Webb. I thought he was going to get him. Uh, Marv looked really good. The whoops obviously, uh, broke down a little bit and, um, he was jumping him, but he was doing that good. There was a groove down the middle of him, kind of not even really jumpers, just like side, you know, just going blitzing him through the middle, but Marv looked good. Yeah. Um, he was catching Webb. He was, you know, they were all pretty close, just like Webb was. Uh, sorry, well, like Marv was last week, right? Was, you could say he was at least in the mix, on the pace mm-hmm. of the lead group, like going with them. Then it really fell apart there in the second half. Like all of a sudden you blinked and all of a sudden yeah, he like, had lost some ground. I didn't see what happened at uh, all. Um, yeah. He was actually disappointed. Like he was happy to make the podium, but he said he wasn't happy with his riding in the second half. Um, I think the whoops, I don't want to just classify this like, Marv slowing the whoops or the KTM's bad, the whoops. I think this was more from all the riders I talked to after the race and the press conferences. It was more like the whoops were such a puzzle of like, should I try this? Should I try that? Do I take a risk to try something else now that this isn't working? And it was almost like a guessing game. Like some guessed good and some guessed bad. And uh, Marv's like, I couldn't figure out what to do. And I think he did get it back together late, but then it was too late. The, yeah. the whoops were like a, a chess a chess match. What's the move? Roll, jump. Left side, right side. It wasn't just who could hammer them. It was more of like a pick the right path. And yeah. he, he admitted second half of the race he wasn't good through there. Mookie, uh, JT, lost the podium late. Uh, bummer for him, that's for sure. That was, that was He was riding great. Yeah, same crash. He and Roxon both had the same exact crash. Um, but, I mean, and Mookie's for real. I mean, he's yeah. he is legit. You know, I, I don't know when or if he has the breakout to win a race, but – He's he seems like he is a legitimate week in and week out top five guy right now. Every time I go and see Barsha over at TLD, Barsha got fifth. He is like just him and Will Hahn. It, it is just nonstop over there with those two guys. They are th- this weekend. Barsha Will was like hijinks or w- yes <sighs> hijinks. Will Oops. Will like bent over. Barsha grabbed him in a position and uh, just. Laughing and joking, and I'm just like, what is going on over here? Uh, but yeah, I, Barsha's happy for sure. He's a really uh, uh, happy guy with Will. What's Burner. going on with his starts, though? What's well, going on with his starts? He got a good start there, uh, uh, and uh, last week, right? Yeah, last week was on the box. Um, yeah, he had said they made but, a gearing change, yeah, and that helped the start last week, but didn't his, work this time. His first three races were average start was like third, and then they went into the tank, and then he got a start last week and got a podium, and then this week they're back in the tank again. This was a this was a shortest start straight of the year, though. So I do wonder if some of those gearing stuff that they did Weege doesn't apply to a you know start short start like this one. 
Yeah, and also, JT, would you say the shorter start, it becomes a little more of a random... Like, it, it's basically like the jump means everything, and you can't... There, there's no chance to do anything else. Um, yeah, but, but I also random. think... Yeah, but Barsha has always been such a great starter. Long mm-hmm. starts, short starts, outdoors, indoors, it doesn't really seem to matter, and I just haven't seen that consistency this year. I mean, it was the same last year, even on a... You know, switch to gas, gas, same. On the Yamaha, pretty much the same. Um, so it just caught me by surprise that he's been really up and down with them so far, because to me, when he gets the start, he's great right now. And for years, the starts have really been the only thing you could count on. It's, it's a loose atmosphere over there. That's for sure. It's a oh. loose atmosphere. I don't even know how Barsha's not exhausted by the time the main rolls around. Like, it is so high energy and so crazy and wild and, like, good times. Like, yeah. can they maintain that pace for yeah. 12 hours? He crashed in the heat, too. He was right up there in the heat. It was looking like it was going to get good, and then, yeah, he went yeah. down. Um, yeah, he uh, – some of the guys were saying that their start hooks weren't coming off because, you know, there was that little bump jump off the thing. Generally, that's where your start hook hooks in, but some guys were saying that it wasn't coming out then, and then, you know, they have these things down so far now. Um, and then they were saying that you, when you went around the left turn and then you had the little roller and then you had the jump and some guys said their start hooks were still down. So mm. I don't know. I don't know if that applies to Barsha or not, but yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Tomac, yep. Hit Ferrandis early, uh, went down dead last, uh, didn't get a start also before then. And then, yeah, rode great to get sixth, uh, looking really good. Um, AP. He got so screwed. He got so screwed by Ferrandis. Yeah. Yeah. Ferrandis. I think there's three three times he jacked up the whoops and that triple. He was loose over there. Yeah, I mean, that was right in front of me. That yeah. was kind of where I was sitting, and he, he was all. I mean, he was doing like S's down them. Yeah, yeah. He he said in the main his back locked up on him, uh, a back injury or muscle or whatever. And but yeah, he was struggling over there. He didn't jump the triple one time at all. Which on a four fifty, like you know, like two fifty guys, we saw plenty of incidents over there. But four fifty guy, yeah, you should be able to jump the triple even if you you know come to a stop. But uh, he didn't do it once for sure. Maybe maybe again. And uh, I just saw I just saw side plates over there, just left right. So um, AP seventh, kind of a quiet night. He started seventh, qualified seventh, and finished seventh. So and he's number seven. And he, oh yeah, good one. Uh, AP seventh. Kenny uh, went down. He was was Kenny sixth. Was he ahead of AP? I think he was right. But but like yeah. just we each kind of like just whatever night for Ken. Like it wasn't. AP actually passed Kenny, though. Kenny got up ahead of Tomac and AP, and then they both passed Kenny. Yeah, so we've been trying to give mulligans here for Roxon and Webb, right? Saying, like, ah, maybe, maybe there's a slim chance when we get east. And this wasn't east as far as the map. It's not Boston. But I'd say, JT, the conditions are definitely not California. So was there going to be a bump? I think with Webb, little bump. We're talking about, I don't know, maybe Kenny a little bit. Definitely not enough. Um, no. I mean, it's, it, not 11th. It it's not 11th. No, it but, wasn't Kenny. No. It wasn't first-round Kenny. And I, I no. thought, you know, with the whoops, they okay, the whoops were sketchy and whatever, but they weren't scary, if that makes sense, right? They weren't like, oh, man, I don't want to hit these. Like the way that was 8-3. I think mm-hmm. that's how guys were approaching 8-3. These were just like you're bouncing all over the place and, and you get a little squirrely. They weren't scary per se. Like worst case, you could just like do like a three hop, three, two, like Webb was doing, but it just wasn't the lights out, crazy speed. Kenny, We're, we just started still not seeing that. Uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe we don't see it this year. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, he qualified what eighth or something. Like it wasn't it wasn't good. No, it's weird. Uh, yeah, weird. But I mean, uh, yeah, is this just what he does the rest of the year? I like, think so. I, I don't see any catalyst to really turn it around. The only thing I could I could see is a, you know, check like Arlington or something like that. If he gets a whole shot, maybe he just instinctually goes for it. You know, but, but I don't know if he's going fast enough to hold on to it. Similar to Anaheim too, where he tries to do that thing and he's just not fast enough and he gets swallowed up by those guys. It's weird. It's still weird to just see him sort of be a guy, you know, and guys go by him and yeah, it's it's definitely is this um, like your Tomac, uh, my my Tomac outdoors thing? He's just a guy. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Weeds, Justin Brayton, tenth. We're back. We're back. We're in the mix. Yep. We're on autopilot. We're, we're top tening it. Um, we're not having crashes any longer. Uh, I'm very happy to report this. We're, we're back. We're in the mix. <laughs> he, I talked to him after the race, and uh, he's like, "Hey, man!" Like basically, he was like. Yeah, if I'm, you know, top 10 qualifying and uh, top 10 in the main event, uh, I'm all good. I'm all happy. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, we were saying Ferrandis was all over the place. Definitely wasn't a great main for Ferrandis. Uh, but in the end, it was a nice little battle there with Ferrandis, Dean, and and Brayton, right? So I just think you, like, take victories in that. You're uh, like, I'm relevant. Yeah. Like, there were two guys yeah. who were pretty good, Yep. and they weren't yarding me. I was catching them. They were pulling away. We were in a battle. He, uh, I think that's all any of these guys are always looking for, just feeling like they're in the mix. I just, uh, first of all, I didn't have the heart to tell JB, like, I actually Sexton beat you, but you just rode around his carcass, and so you got 10th that way, Weech. Hey. Didn't really want to bring that up. But also, uh, after the uh, race, he's just like, hey, we're happy to be here. So thanks, Weech. Now you've got him saying that. We're just we're just happy to be here. I've taught him a lot of things, okay? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you, you just keep going deeper. I mean, simpatico. Yep. And I have to say, it's very enjoyable to have these Eastern races now because now we, all of us North Carolina guys, are back being on the same flights. It's really enjoyable. Club Mex, Brayton, uh, Phoenix of, team. Yeah. A lot, lot of bro down time. A lot of bro down time at the airport. Right. It's finally back. Uh, yep. Dean 11th. Uh, he was pretty, f- he was a ways back. I don't think he got a good start at all. Uh, 11th for Dean. Vince Freeze was back in 450s, and I think that's good to come out and beat uh, Hartraft and Troll and these guys. Like, that's pretty good, I think, JT, for Vince to just jump in and, and run, you know, kind of at the top of the next group. I kind of expected it, honestly. I really did. I thought he would come in really sharp, and he's used to running at the front. You know, the pace is different, okay? Those guys are going to displace him pretty quickly at the front. But I think he's comfortable. Like when he takes off on the start, like he thinks he's going to get the whole shot and then he's not, you know, the moment's not too big for him. And then I thought he adapted to the 450 really well after watching him in time qualifying. I didn't think he looked very comfortable at all. Like he, he just looked like he was trying to kind of get it together out there. But then once the races got going, you just saw that instinctual level from him show up. So uh, good job. And 13th is pretty impressive. How'd you think those guys felt in the heat race? Mookie, Webb. Like trying to pass them? Yes. Yeah, I mean, they're honestly, they're used to it. Like, this is the first year they haven't had him out there, so they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Okay. I, I didn't see, okay. I didn't, Moving I didn't on. see him do anything right. egregious. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying we, one bad word about him. I thought he rode really well. There's a, I, got, I had a source over there in the pits 
shoot me a photo of Weege deep in discussions over there. Oh, yeah? Oh, Weege yeah. Oh, yeah, Weege. No, I just, I mean, I went into the lines then. I, I, just the words I used. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys are not happy with me. I've been saying quite a bit. So, you know, here's your chance to flog me, whip me, say your piece. Well, I mean, I, yeah, public flogging, whatever they want to do. Like, you right. know, if you're going to, I learned many things from the great Steve Mathis. Oh, um, wow. You know, back down from your words, you know. So, um, you know, I'm sure we're going to, I didn't expect him to agree with anything that I've been saying about Vince. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, just hash it out like men. So, okay. How did that go? Yeah. No, it had its ups and downs, and I, I will say this. <laughs> ups and like, downs. Like, look, we're not going to agree on everything. You know, you know, I think that's the whole crux of this. Mm-hmm. They don't see Vince doing the things that I see him doing. We don't agree okay. on that. Okay. But one thing I do want to say is, and maybe I should have done a better job of this, I don't want the team to be defined by one move in, in one race. We have said no. many times, what Mike Genova does for the industry and the sport and for these riders and the mechanics is fantastic. Of course. And they're good guys. Like, I've hung out with those guys. Like, it's fun to bench race with them. We, we love the footnip, the mechanics over there. Like, what they're doing and keeping riders employed and giving, you know, more of a deep field is great. And I never meant for the team to be defined as, you know, they're just the guys that help freeze and they're evil. Uh, that wasn't my intent, and I never, I didn't say that, but I understand how one incident can put a shadow over everything. So, yeah, there's one point that I, I feel is fair, is that I didn't mean to paint the team as, like, they suck at everything, they're horrible people. Um, one incident, or even multiple, you know, with Freezy, he's definitely been in drama his, his whole career, but that's not the point. Like, I'm glad but Genova's around. We've said that a million times. We hope the team stays around forever. That part, two things can be true at the same time. So that's one part I would like to clarify. Well, I, I never took that from your comments. I, I think that goes without saying, you know, my, the sport is better because of Mike Genova. There's there's no question about that. Yes. Yeah. No, and it's true. I didn't say that I hated those guys, but I understand when it's an incendiary moment, you know, that just overshadows everything. And maybe I could have been even more clear. Yeah. Um, just because I, just cause I yeah. think he does great things for the sport doesn't mean I agree with him. That's okay too. Hey, look at Steve. Look at Steve. Like we don't agree about a lot, and I think he is does lots of great things for the sport. I know he does. That doesn't mean I have to agree with him. You basically took what it took me four minutes to explain, and you explained it in one sentence. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so yeah, twelfth is good for Vince. I interviewed him after the race, and I think he was scared I was going to start asking him about the Craig thing. And I'm like, yeah, no, my mind it was over with. I said what I had to say. Same as you, Weege. Like that's, that's it. Fine. You know, so. I I want to be fair too. Like I'm not. I have nothing bad to say about him yesterday whatsoever. Like he raced fine. Like whatever. He didn't do anything bad. He rode great. I'm not gonna keep hammering him when I don't see anything to hammer him about. Uh, all right. For uh, Hartraft, thirteenth. Didn't notice much from Hartraft. Good job. Uh, I just didn't. I don't have anything to say about Hartraft. Oh, he got thirteenth. Did Freezy end up twelfth? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I forgot about the Sexton thing. Sorry. Uh, Troll Train, 14th, had to get the last spot in the LCQ. I had him in fantasy, and I was scared that he was going for Brees, and Brees was not well, making it easy. So and, I, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I wanted to comment on this because all of you privateer guys out there that are hoping to make main events one day, and you're like on the cusp, you're trying to make night shows, but maybe you're going to get there. Or if you are in that spot already, and you're in these LCQs, go watch 
Amart in the LCQ and, and learn how it's done, learn how to not make a foolish decision and to be patient and to assess the situation and to see that there was no reason to force it on Brees. If you can get him, great. If you can't, you see that there's no one behind you. Don't do anything stupid. Don't like, I got to get him. Like it's a race. I got to get third instead of fourth. It doesn't matter. Like just make smart decisions. And the whole time I was watching troll, I'm like, he's doing the right thing here. Like he, okay. Yeah. He's putting a little pressure on him, but cause he's kind of waiting on him. He's got to make sure that fifth place doesn't catch up either. So it was just a master class of being aware right. in a last chance that's like what that. We do. And that's what we do. I just, well, I just thought it was, it was very notable and, and a lot of younger riders could learn something from it because usually when I watch LCQs, it's just a complete cluster F of mistakes and bad decisions. So I, I thought did, he should be committed for it. Did you guys see Kay Clayson's Instagram? Uh, from today, maybe. please go maybe. look at Kate's video from practice. Oh, wait. Uh, we, is it of him? It's of Troll. Okay. Oh. Go it's watch. A story or a Th- post? This is a this is a post, I believe. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I saw that live. I saw that live of Troll. Troll. Yeah, it was troll. unbelievable. I jumped out of my chair and like almost fell onto the freaking row below me. Troll. Troll gets sideways in the whoops. Jumps, oh my god! <laughs> jumps yeah. into the other lane. Yep, I watched that live, dude. It was unreal. <laughs> I know like, you can see it just as well as I did, but in the moment, I was like, "Oh!" I, like I screamed, like screeched, like a high school female. Oh man, that was gnarly. <laughs> so, can you imagine wow. if somebody's like weaving the jump face right there. Oh my god! Oh, oh my. <laughs> wow. So, troll fourteenth. Nice steady performance. He said he really wanted to win the LCQ. Because he's in Minnesota, right, and all that, and his fingers all mm-hmm. his fingers broken, by the way. He said so. Uh, yeah, but still pretty good for for fourteen for troll. Uh, Chiz, right out of the heat, he looks frisky out there. Well, not frisky in the very first qualifying time when he was two seconds off the next guy because he was just mm-hmm. riding around. Because I guess he's like old, so the blood needs time to get rolling, flowing through his body. But fifteenth uh, in the main, he told me he can ride now during the week. You know, he had that elbow problem, right? Um, so he can ride during the week now, and we're getting a better Chiz. I thought Chiz was pretty smart, too, mm-hmm. a la Alex Martin in the heat. Like, he was up there. He's, like, fourth or fifth. And I don't remember if it was Anderson or somebody was, like, all over him, and he just moves over. Just give him a little room. Like, you're not going to beat Jason Anderson in the heat. You're just not. So instead of him teeing you up and you may be crashing or losing more time, just move over five feet and let him go by. Like it's not yeah. it's not that difficult. And that's just stuff like it's really subtle. People don't even notice it. But those are the things that if you want to make main events and you want to be around in the sport for 15 years, those are the things you, you have to learn along the way. Sexton, 16th. Bogle, 17th. Cade, 18th. Cade's, Cade's better lately, riding in the mains. Uh, Brees got back in, uh, 19th for him. McElrath, uh, what happened to him? Trash, big time. Uh, in the whoops and... Oh yeah, he rode back uh, to the pits. Later. No, he rode back to the pits. Yeah, he was waiting. He's waiting there. He didn't finish, right? Yeah. No, he crashed in the egg in the whoops big time. Yeah. And then something else happened too. Yeah. But yeah, I remember him waiting there at the start straight to ride across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then Anstey fell and hurt his other shoulder. Yeah, so. that that was a weird crash. Um, like in between the jumps, like stepping onto that tabletop where they were either step on, step off, or over that yeah. tabletop. He like crashed in between the first two. So I'm guessing he like lost the front end there. Uh, but yeah, he 
and you know, I, I spoke with him as I mentioned last week. I, I spoke to him on Sunday at the LAX airport, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty good. I can, you know, I'm going to be able to start practicing soon. It's not a big deal." And that was it. Certainly looked like it took a turn for the worse yeah. after that crash. Like he did, he was not moving that shoulder at nope. all, nope. leaving the track. So, and then uh, Starling said he was sick all day. So, um, yeah. So he was just. I I talked to him at the end of the race and. I'm like, well, you got sex then at least. And he's like, no, I was two laps down. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so um, I hadn't seen the results at that point. So I didn't know Sexton got 16th actually, which is not bad considering yep. he didn't finish. Um, yeah. 450s. Anything else? Wait. What do we got for title? Sexton. Still, still going. <laughs> 93 McGrath. Yeah, you got to. Yes. You got to have uh, some huge get offs in that 93 season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Weege, what do you got for title? I really don't think that it changes the Tomac picture, really. You know, he still rode amazing. So uh, the points lead smaller, but I'm still going to go there. Uh, all right. Thanks to Fly Racing, of course. Uh, RJ Hampshire, Fly Racing, and Justin Brayton, and McElrath, and Anstey. Uh The Formula Helmet, of course, different, uh, different shells now. The same great. Um, Safety, protection, and quiet, quietness, quietness, is that a word? I don't know. Uh, and um, fit and all of that. Great helmet. Flyracing.com. Please check that out. The formulas are all back in stock, so your local dealer can get you one. Or the guys at Motorsport can get you one. Thank you to those guys as well. OEM and Aftermarket Parts. Great prices. A dedicated team of gearheads there to help you out. And they have a great return policy. Free shipping on anything over 79 bucks. They have uh, go th- If you go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com, we'd really appreciate that. That would re- really help us out. And make a purchase. And uh, good dudes down there at motorsport.com. And Cobalinks. If you're a shorter stature guy or your wife or girlfriend rides and you want to have some more confidence, you want to get better, get your suspension working a little better, you want to you know, be able to turn it a little better, these are lowering suspension links from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. And uh, they're made right there in Boise, Idaho. And they are also uh, free shipping and a discount with the code PULPAMEX. Uh, PULPAMEX at cobalinks.com. Get a lowering suspension link and watch your bike and your confidence uh, work better. Uh, thank you to Cobalinks. And, of course, Weege also as well. Yeah, Onyx Maps uh, just keeps on growing. 550,000 miles of trails mapped out. If you go to onyxmaps.com, they'll show you like what a regular satellite image looks like and then what it looks like if you're using Onyx Maps. Really accurate GPS. Gives you public and private land and trails. Obviously, it's great for dirt bikes, good for mountain bikes. There's a hiking edition of the app. There's a hunting edition of the app. So go to uh, onyxmaps.com, see it, or Onyx Off-Road in the App Store, wherever you get your apps. Onyx Maps and the apps. All right, 250 East opener. Uh, wow, uh, quite a shocking turn of events from the West. Uh, we had Rami Elves, Lane Shaw, Kilroy, Jace Kessler, Luke Neese. Luke Neese had some bike problems, but still. Hardy Munoz, Bitterman from Arena Cross. They didn't even make the night show. They didn't even make the night show. That's nuts. So, uh, deep field. Really fast. I think there was uh, we each twenty nine two digit guys or something in this thing. Um, oh, jeez, I didn't know that. Twenty four, twenty nine, something. Um, yeah, quite a, quite a bit of a of a difference in uh, in depth. And um, also, Weej Corey Karsten didn't make the night show. I, I was there. You were talking to Barry. I always enjoy when you talk to Barry. You 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 get a little more pep in your step, a little more excitement. 
Yeah, it was awesome talking to Barry. And then uh, Zach Osborne came in to uh, let everybody know that uh, I never flagged at English Town. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate that. Yep. Uh, from Zach. Um, but then I was truly torn because Corey Carson ended up being a factor in one of our other favorite riders' mm-hmm. evenings yeah. or afternoons, yep. which we'll get to in a bit. Yep. Uh, so Corey Carson did not qualify for the night show, but he was a factor, which yeah. we'll get to. Yeah. And still doing it, of course. Barry's son, still RM Army. Always, always RM Army. Yep. Um, yep. Um, well, uh, uh, oh, sorry, that was wrong. Forkner qualified fastest, but uh, Jet rode uh, pretty much a perfect race, JT. Got caught a little bit, uh, but seemed like, hey, if he needed to get going, he would have done it. Um, I don't think he was fastest in any session, but uh, no, he was fast in one session. Yeah, yeah, the first time one he was fastest. But um, uh, first one he wasn't, uh, and then the third one he wasn't, and Forkner was fastest overall, but. You know, he, he he got Forkner and passed him and, you know, just, yeah, wrote a, a pretty much a perfect race. Yeah, and, and I, I think I agree with you that maybe he had more if he needed it, which is pretty impressive because we have to remember he's young, right? He's only 18. He'll be 19 this summer. And the the level of maturity that he races with is not common. You, you just don't see the poise and the race management from riders his age very often and it wasn't an overly impressive day like speed wise he wasn't i really thought he would come out and just be the alpha like every time he's out there he'd be the fastest guy and everybody'd be like yeah you're not beating him type day and it wasn't that but when the gate dropped in the main event because the heat race wasn't good when the gate dropped in the main event he got it done he got to the front he passed when he needed to he really wasn't challenged even though it wasn't a runaway win and i think to me that's pretty scary because he didn't have an excellent day. And I think he will have excellent days in this series, but he was still plenty good enough to get the main event win. He really didn't have any huge moments, close calls, anything like that. And he's still so young, man. It, it, I was really impressed on a different, kind of a different way, if that makes sense. Not the, oh my God, look how fast he is. More of the, man, he looks like he's 25 years old racing this class and he's, he's still really young. Little controversy I saw. Uh, he has his he had jet on the back of his jersey. Yep. Which technically is illegal. It's not allowed. It's not allowed. Not allowed. Oh no. Yeah. I I uh, I so, know this all too well because I used to run JT on my jersey and they make made me take it off. So does he get the win stripped, Weege? Yeah, I think so. Congratulations, yeah. Austin <laughs> Yeah, I think so. DQ'd. Big advantage. Good, good job, Mertz. Uh, we ran into Jet down in the tunnel. Uh, we each, you and I did, and with 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 Mertz, as we were talking about how, um, what were we saying? We were saying how, we were, uh, uh, yeah, we were talking about you know keeping him focused. You know, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he thinks that Jet has all these extracurricular activities with the marketing and all that, and uh, and you know they explain how you know that it's definitely carefully orchestrated. So he's definitely getting in all his riding and training, and everything's on the up and up, and racing's a true focus. And then Jet comes walking up to us wearing flip flops. Yep. Not even focused yeah. enough to 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 put flip flop to put shoes on in, in this kind of weather. I don't know why. Like I'm serious. Why would you put flip flops in your bag for this event? I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. just. I, I know we're you, inside. You take we're your boots warm. off. You take your boots off. You put your flip flops on. I guess is the point. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, it's because he was in yeah. his gear, right? So, um, I can't even tell anymore. The difference between gear and pants these days. They're you know. Yeah. No. I, the, was he? I thought no. No, he was in sweatpants. He was in sweatpants. He was. He was in gray sweatpants and flip flops after practice, and I was okay. just like, "What?" I don't yep. know. I blame his, his age. Typical Florida attire. Um, 
Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, he wrote like I. I definitely kind of thought with JT. I thought he would come out and just wow us and be the guy and win and and then and then like all day long. Like yeah, he was good. Wasn't great. Wasn't like when the main event dropped. I'm like, I think there's three or four guys that can win this thing. But in the end, he totally did what you know the champions kind of do, where he just did exactly what he needed to do, got in the league quick, and uh, and yeah, rode rode a good race to win. So uh, do you do you also agree that it's it's really surprising to see someone do it at that young? Like Christian Craig, okay, I got him. Yeah, you've been yeah. around forever. You know how to manage it. But he's really young, man. Like he he seems like a veteran the way he approaches the series when he puts his helmet on. Not so much with his helmet off, but when he has his helmet on, he just doesn't do stupid things on the racetrack. Well, I, th- I saw that in the Nationals last year, too. Yeah, right? fair like, enough. Yeah, fair just, enough. you were just yeah. like, man, this kid, he's just, you know, 30, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, no problem, you know, not going to do nothing dumb. I'll just wait here and, and kind of, you know, get better. So, yeah. um, Forkner went down and practiced, iced his shoulder a little bit. There was a little bit of worry there. Um, but second place for Forkner, I think that's a good start, Weech, for, for Forkner. Looked, looked good. Yeah, one of the real keys, okay, Forkner's had a lot of problems the last couple of years. Um, you know, and I think people focus on the drama stuff more, and the other stuff that's not quite as exciting doesn't get as much talk. But I believe one of the things he was really struggling with is the clutch was new. They had an all-new bike last year, and he could not get a start. His Supercross starts were bad in the few races he did. Did he get maybe one good start in outdoors? I think there was one moto. Um, so he says they think they finally figured out what the problem was. And to him, just getting a whole shot was like everything. Yeah. Like he finally got a start. Cause remember when he was winning all those races in 19, he was whole shotting every race. Like that was a huge part of his game. So yeah, I, I don't think he was, you know, obviously he would like to have mm-hmm. one, but for him with all well, he's been through and the fact that the start seemed to be back, he'll take it. Do you think he, it, he just wanted to get that start to get away from the seven fifteen? <laughs> We had, an inc- we, we, had a, no? we had an incident in the heat race with Forkner. We're going there? Our buddy Phil throws his hand up at Corey Carson in practice. He uh, upset about that. And then in the heat, he rides pretty good. I mean, he hasn't. Phil. Really good. Phil rode pretty good. I hate to he give did? him these compliments, but he did a good job. And then uh, comes together in the fastest Forkner in the heat. And we, you and I are like, oh my god, he just passed Forkner like straight he up, like, him. yeah, yes. And then Forkner does a dis- uh, the rhythm, you know, three out of the turn coming down the, the start straight, which Phil was never going to do. Meant told us he was never going to do it, uh, never even thought about it. And then uh, and then came in and uh, honestly, uh, uh, Phil. I mean, we know Phil's going to lose his mind because that's what he does, but definitely a little reckless on Forkner's part. Weege, a little stupid, reckless, stupid. Yeah, and it's just like I, the the most amazing thing is like we we stereotype Phil's like he's gonna come back, he's gonna be in people's face, and in the first race he yells at Corey Carson after qualifying because Carson got in his way in a fast lap, and then Forkner pulls a dumb move and he happens to hit Phil, and then Phil is wide open to catch up to them and starts screaming at him, dropping f bombs. Yeah, and I'm like I cannot believe the first <laughs> day of practice and the first heat race in his return to Supercross in four years. And he already came through for yeah, us. Yeah, it's just never, never stop being Phil, never stop. I just, I started just chuckling to myself today. I just started laughing, he, just thinking about all this. He said Forkner. He said Forkner owned it. Like, sorry, my bad. Which I think he should. Like, you he know, should. Like Forkner really knows. Bad. Forkner knows he's doing the bigger rhythm than Phil, but he, Phil is far enough ahead of him, and he, he knows what Phil is going to do. Now Forkner was just mad. Forkner was mad. He he did yeah. that out of pure anger. 
that Phil had gotten around him and he was going backwards in the heat race. Right. Um, now, Lopes, Forkner did the same thing to Lopes. Lopes checked up. But I think that that was just being really super nice, right? Um, but Phil, Phil, like, as no, a no. veteran, feels like there's no way you, you can't jump yeah. to the inside here. Right. You know? Like, right. And then also Jordan Smith's cartwheeling bike almost takes Phil out in the main event, <laughs> which would have been – I mean, again, I, I don't wish any injury to Jordan or Phil, but had the bike just cartwheeled into Phil as he made the right turn, same spot as the Forkner incident, and just took Phil down – that would have been just amazing return to Supercross. Just everything you wanted from Death Cross. So, um, I tweeted. There was a big tabletop before the finish line. It's just a tabletop. Yeah. And that was a joke all weekend, right? It was They put it in because Phil was back. Just put a um, vet line in there. Yep. And Phil said on the Pulp Show last week that whoever builds the whoops, he'd like to duct tape their hand to the throttle wide open and send them down there on a 450. While the Dirtworks guys had duct tape for Phil on track walk. And they said, here you go, Phil. Here's the duct tape. Let's let's get this going. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Forkner second, uh, McAdoo third. Um, I, yeah, I thought Ramit rode pretty steady. Uh, caught Forkner at one point, uh, and Forkner got back around him, or back not around him. Forkner pulled away a little bit. Uh, J Mart and RJ swapped spots a little bit. Um, I think both those guys are veterans, and they both weren't happy. I talked to RJ after the race, uh, and he said that he had trouble breathing. He cramped up. He couldn't figure it out. Um, we may have some theories on that. Um, and then J-Mart got fourth. I don't know if you're J-Mart, JT, are you mad or are you okay? Like, you didn't get a start. So, you know, that's kind of where I think, I think a little bit disappointed, but you got through the first one. Uh, you're only, what, eight points out. It, it, there's nothing really to panic about. I, I think the only thing he needs to really watch for here is Jet. Uh, because I think Jed is going to be the constant. I think you're going to see Forkner have some ups and downs. I just think he, that's where he is. He's going to, he'll probably have a crash or two in this series, trying to push too hard. Um, RJ, it's it's really hard to think RJ won't have some tip overs here and there. Oh, really? You, Jed, think? <laughs> you think? That's right. I mean, I, yes. But I think Jed is the concern. Jed is the big worry for Jamar. So, okay, fourth, not a big deal. It's certainly better than last year at the opener. He's just got to find a way to win because what I what I would be worried about if I'm Jmart is you wake up Sunday after Daytona. You had a great Daytona. Things went well. You got first. You you know we know Daytona will treat Jmart well, and even though you still won, you're over ten points out of the lead. That could happen if he doesn't have a great Arlington. So um, I think it's fine. You take the positives from it and you. Try to get a better start because I thought he actually rode okay. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a bad race by any means. Yeah, yeah he got RJ right. Uh, he didn't. He, did he creep up to McAdoo a little bit maybe, but not. Yeah, not, but not, he never yeah. challenged. No, him. not really. Um, but yeah, I think both uh, both those guys got to be okay. Um, yeah, I so, so I, I said hi to J Mart in the parking lot uh, on press day, and uh, I'm like, hey man, what's up? Let's roll my window down. And he's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, and then dude, he. He went into a little like a speech. He went into something. He went deep into it. Like he's like, man, I just I gotta get this thing done. And you know what, man? If I don't, I'll just move up. I'll just move up. It's fine. Like I got two national championships, uh, but I I gotta get this done, Mathis. I, I you know I'm tired of this stuff. I'm tired of this. And I never won Loretta's. He said I never won Loretta's. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I just want to say hi. But. <laughs> But I think this this stuff's weighing on him a little bit. So it was it was the complete opposite of what happened when you texted Burner. Yeah. 
Yeah, this was a face-to-face one. So, um, yeah, he, 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 I think he's frustrated. So, Weege? J-Mart. Yeah, J-Mart. With being in the class? Yeah, I just think he's frustrated that he hasn't got this thing done. Well, yeah, I'm sure. But we have a real situation brewing here if they're going to enforce Justin Cooper and Colt Nichols having to move up and J-Mart saying, I'm moving up. Craig is saying, I'm moving up. Like, I, I mean, I know Star Racing could potentially have a 49-rider team at some point. We joke about it all the time, but it might have to happen. Yeah, the, the, the AMA told me they are not changing that rule. They've been, well, that's lo- it. they've been lobbied, but they are not changing it. So Nichols and Justin Cooper will be in 450 Supercross next year for sure. Yes. Yeah, that really complicates things for everybody else. And, I mean, and, I'm all and, for it. And I Craig, like and Craig's like going. It, but uh, yeah. Craig also? Yep, Craig's going as well. So Okay. Uh, where are they all going? Just add all, add all of them into this already crazy, silly season. Yeah. I don't know where they're all going, Weech. I'm not sure. Wow. Again, I'm not against it. I think it's great. Enforce the rule as the rule's supposed to be. A. B. Talent moving into the 450 class is always exciting. But I just, I'm like, where are these guys going to go? Yeah. You know what this really hurts? It really hurts guys' ability to uh, ask for a lot of money. Because there, there, there are simply too many riders out there. The leverage for you demanding a high salary comes down. Um, yeah. Pierce Brown sixth uh, got a bad start. Rode well to get the sixth. Uh, won a heat race. Pierce Brown yep. was. I'm going to ask you guys for your surprises on this coast. I think Pierce Brown was it for me. Looked really good. That's a good pick for that. Like yeah. uh, I don't know if I had him in like the the A plus group. Like yeah. maybe he was like one notch below. But I I feel like he was right there. Yep. If you told me that I came in say, okay, Jet has to. I think there's a fear that Jet might be a level above everybody else. But if you told me that he was right there with everybody else, I'd be like, well, that's pretty good for Pierce Brown, but yep. he really was. Yeah. Yeah, he qualified eighth. I know one of the, the first practices of the year he was unseated or untimed, I should say. He was fastest. But, uh, yeah, I thought he rode really well. Styles, too. Styles Robinson looked good right from the start. Yep. Um, you know, he looked aggressive. Looked like he was uh, on it. So seventh place for Styles. Uh, good job, I think, for that. that I thought, I thought uh, Lopes looked great. Yeah, Lopes eighth. Lopes was really yep. good. Pulp Mex athlete. Enzo Lopes beating beating uh, his brother-in-law Phil, and then he said he was behind him for both the Forkner thing and the Jordan Smith thing, and was like, "Oh, Death Cross almost got my brother-in-law." <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he had a pretty good battle with the chef the last few laps. Yeah, Lopes did. And yeah, he held him off. Uh, chef was weird, and I asked him about it today, and he said it was weird because he <laughs> he was second overall in times and looked great. Um, and then the main event, he just said he got tight a little bit, maybe a little nerves, you know, first first main event. And he kind of went backwards at one point. We, you and I were like, did he have bike problems? Does he have bike problems? Like, you know, he lost a yeah, lot of time. I was literally waiting for him to be in the mechanics area yeah. at one point. He went backwards so fast. Yeah, yeah. So not nothing wrong with a ninth, and he'll get better. The skill is there. The speed is there. Um, but, yeah, a little weird race for him for the opener. I think one other thing to keep in mind with all these battles um, – that one rhythm lane, especially for the 250s, it, I don't think – I think Forkner was happy. He said he got it all but two laps. So I think it was tough on everybody. I think you were seeing more variance lap to lap, especially in the 250 class with – if you get that 3-3-3 or you don't. Uh, so it was leading to guys catching someone. Then you're like, what happened? They lost ground and vice versa. Yeah, Lopes, Lopes was never doing it, and Kitchen was. And that was – and so I was really impressed that Lopes – because Lopes would kind of stretch it back out, and then Kitchen would do that and almost get him, and then this wasn't enough. If you if you took out Kitchen's ninth, 
the club of the Mexico guys go eight, eight, ten, eight, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven with Kitchen in there, and then they were all together in a heat race, and they were all together in like qualifying practice. There's not to separate, nothing much to separate Lopes, Phil, and Jace Owen. So uh, they were all pretty close, but yeah, Lopes eight. That's great. I think Phil rode good too. Phil told us on. Listen, I'll be honest. He doesn't listen to this shit anyways. When Phil said on the live show, like, I'll be happy with 8 to 10, I'm like, you're not getting 8 to 10, bro. Same. You're not getting 8 to 10. I didn't think so either. Right. So good job. Philip Nicoletti. It's great to have him back. Yeah, Phil said, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this. He said once the bike went flipping by him, he just blew up and ruined his rest of his race. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, his, inter- his post-race interview with me is really good, as you can imagine. He's just like, oh, yeah. and then J Bone comes over as we're doing it. J Bone comes over and was like, "I was watching you," and, and Phil was like, "Yeah, I bet you were watching me trying to penalize me something. I know how you do it. I know what you're doing. You're looking to penalize me." <laughs> J Bone's like, "No, it's just just good race, man. You know, it's just like getting accosted by Phil for for trying to penalize him for something." Um, so. Did J Bone have to talk to him about yelling at Forkner though? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because I was saying today, who had um, who had won in the amount of races it would take for J Bone <laughs> to have to talk to Phil about his I mean, You're allowed to yell at people. Yeah, like he, that's not a it's not against the rules. But he put his hand on him, so maybe this, maybe yeah, that, you know. But um, anyways, yeah, uh, good job for Phil. Um, I tweeted out the Death Cross almost got him with the Forkner and the and the um, flipping bike of Jordan Smith, and then I, I posted the Grim Reaper and said, "See you next week, Philip." So it's <laughs> like his first race. He just got almost everything that he hates about Death Cross. So uh, Jace Owen, 11th. Good job for that. Derek Drake, 12th. Uh, Derek Drake, I had another operation a little while ago on his heart. And uh, I mean, Brooks was telling me like, you know, his heart rate was 220 at times while he's out there. So it's just a sort of hereditary thing that he's had to deal with. But they think they fixed it now. So 12th place for Derek Drake. Good job. Uh, yep. That's that's his first race and re- first result in a while, right? Indoors. Yeah, and I think he has the potential to do more than that. Um, I almost, I thought the twelfth wasn't actually what I expected. I thought he might be better. Oh, okay. But uh, right. then, since he hasn't had a race, you know, in a long time in general, maybe yep. you got to give him a couple rounds. Yep. Uh, Jordan Smith, thirteen. Uh, almost won a heat. That was cool. But then, dude, he's in practice. Um, Jordan. Jordan likes to hit the dirt. JT. JT. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I am genuinely worried when I watch him ride. Yeah. Um, and he can go fast. That's why he's been on a factory bike his entire career. But if he doesn't ever figure out how to not crash, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. It was the same thing all season last season. It was yeah. the same thing on Saturday. Yeah. New firepower team there. Mar- managed by Marty. Marty Davos. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a great rider. Like, that's hard to argue, but... It's the same pattern. Dude. Go fast until you crash, then pick your bike up, and hopefully you're not hurt. <laughs> and, like, he's older, right? So you, you're just like – It's not going to change. Right. That's – I mean, right. we, we've seen it, I don't know, 50 races now maybe. Right. Like, um, Henry Miller rode well. 14th for Henry Miller. Um, did you guys see him jump off the side of the triple and then stuck? Twice. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. He stuck that one and went right over the bars. Oh. Um. Good job for Henry Miller, though he wrote he wrote himself into qualifying spot in the uh, in the heat. So what a battle! Yeah, yeah. Osby Jeremy and Simonson and Osby. 
Uh, yeah, really good battle. If you're Osby, Osby you're did bummed. not have a good night. No, Osby did not have a good night. Uh, leading, leading the Heat to 10th. Tough to do, but still like what I'm seeing, though. Still like what I'm seeing with Osby. Um, Colin Park, that's his first Supercross wage? Yeah, that's right. I guess it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, forgot yeah. about that. Right. Um, yeah, it was okay. I think he's got some real raw speed. I don't think we saw that, but I, I got to imagine that track, by the way, is probably not one that you want to, like, absolutely um, throw down because yeah. I'm sure it was probably more rutted and gnarly than anything he's ever ridden. So we'll see. Um, Jeremy Han, 16th, again, rode well. Uh, fast, Jeremy Han can always put a lap in. We, we've seen that, Pulp Mix Fantasy players. Your, which one of your fantasy uh, geeks was the, the Jeremy Han hype? Is it Dan? Dan, yeah. Dan, Dan. Dan. No, he came I got to say, I feel like he came through. He did. Uh, Cody yep. Shaw qualified 31st or something. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, and then barely got in um, in yep. the – in the heat. In the heat. In the, uh, barely no, got no. in the LCQ. Yeah, like yep. – Definitely not a good showing for Cody Shock. Even wasn't though the, it wasn't the the uh, the Daytona Cody Shock, that's for damn sure. No, no, not at all. Uh, Marshall Weldon. Marshall hasn't ridden yeah. Supercross for a while. Last time he rode Supercross was nineteen, I think, with Brock Tickle helping him. Was that that year? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking right here. And he was struggling in that year too. By the way, I don't I, believe he made any. No, he made one. He yeah. made one race, I'm looking, Arlington. He qualified yeah. for one main in Arlington in 2019. And is that the only? Dude, I think so. God. Um, so good job for Marshall. That is in it. I, uh, I see one Atlanta. Wow, he had only made two main events in his career. He spent some time in Europe in the yeah. GPs. But, yep. uh, Got to start. Only, he's only made two main events, and he made it no problem. Like, he raced his way in. Uh, in the LCQ. Good. Yeah, in the LCQ we did it. Um, yeah. he, he was pumped yeah. on his handicap. Uh, we gave him a handicap of 13 in Pulp Max Fantasy, and he thought he'd be a 16, so he was stoked. He thought we would all think he was worse. So, <laughs> good job. <laughs> yes, I've never uh, heard a rider be pumped on 13. Weege, it almost yeah. happened again. Uh, the number 52 almost did it for the 52nd time. Just Kyle Peters being I Kyle Peters. I, I, JT, halfway through the main event, I'm like, Weege, Look at fucking Peters. He's first non-factory guy in seventh. And like Sneaky. just just right there. And then he went down on that tabletop and, and that was all she wrote. There, has there ever been a sneakier rider than Kyle Peters? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Bobby Raggett should hire him. I'm surprised he's doing this. He's making 500K a year. I'm surprised he's showing up at these races. <laughs> so... Uh, hey, we're kidding. We're kidding with that, people. He, he is not making five hundred right. Um Steve. Yeah. Didn't yeah. you actually get stats put together last year of how many races he's finished between seven and nine? Didn't you do that? Yeah. I feel like we looked. I at did it, do that. And yeah. It was astounding. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, whatever it was, yep. it was amazing. And then um, at one point, you just nudge me, and you're like, "Peters is in seventh. Peters, dude, just yeah. first non-factory guy, seventh place. Yep. There he is. I think he lost a. Mo well, he went down. Yeah. He got, uh, no, he went down. Yeah. Yeah. But somebody not somebody arena crossed him. Ironically, was it? Mm. Yeah, Pierce Brown. Brown. Brown yeah, got him before the finish. Yeah, knocked him down, and then I think his motor went, and that's why he ended up not. Finishing. Okay, I was wondering because it was an innocent crash. It wasn't a big thing, and then yeah, he DNF'd. Uh, Verizzi had a rough day. I don't know if you know. Oh noticed. my gosh, Verizzi had a rough day out there. So that was a lot of crashing. Yeah, he's on a uh, last year's bike. It's not a rock star. Uh, branded bike, but it's a factory bike, and it's Husqvarna, and uh, 
Yeah, so he's factory sort of bike, sort of supported uh, by the team. I mean, um, if you have last year's factory bike, that's you're pretty fine. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fry twenty first, and then Max Voland. Uh, do we have any word what happened? He just rode into the mechanics area. Oh, he crashed really good. Yeah, like any, but is it serious? Do we know? Injury? Or? I don't know. He was limping pretty bad. I, I don't. I don't have any info. I just yeah. saw the crash. It was not a good one. We should you hear anything? No, no, no. I forgot about that. It was so early in the main. It was like three Dude. laps or something. That's a bummer if it puts him out for any type lap type any length of time. That's for sure. Definitely. I think it was the first lap, Weech. Yeah, first lap. Yeah, first, first lap. lap. Yeah, first mm-hmm. lap. Um, so bummer for Max. Um, all right. That's two fifty uh east opener. Uh I, I got Pierce Brown. That was my surprise of the coast. I'm gonna go Forkner. Okay. I'm gonna go Forkner. I did I did not expect him to be second. Um, I know he's capable of it. He's won 11 races, yada, yada, yada. But it's been a minute since we saw Austin Forkner you know, going for a win. Yeah. So. Yeah. Weege? Um, I would like to agree with you on Pierce Brown. You already took it. I'm honestly going to go Phil. Like, yeah. He looked fast. He looked fine in qualifying. He looked fine in the heat. He looked fine in the main. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Just... The dude calls it death cross for a reason. But I have to say, Steve, you even spent time. We watched him ride Supercross in the offseason. Yeah. He also looked fine then. Yeah, he did. He did. There was that dragon's back at club. He looked really good on that. A lot of guys were having death-defying moments. So I thought all of the club guys looked good. Jay Owen looked good. Phil looked good. Wolves looked good. Yeah. They were, they were good. Uh, and then uh, press day, Weege, you had a really funny line. Um, take us through it. Oh, yeah. Another – God, Phil always in the mix. So, oh, my God, poor Jet Reynolds. Like, this is, this is spiraling into – this is going to be an unbelievable story to write someday. It's just gone so, so, so badly. I mean – Jet Reynolds, at one point, it was like, okay, when will he pass Stu and Alessi and Cincerulo for the most titles at Loretta's? Like, that was the level he was on. He's been nothing but hurt, practically, really, for the last uh, four years, five years. So he has a huge injury in the offseason, broken pelvis, rushes back to be able to make his Supercross debut, and at the beginning of the second lap of press day, goes over the bars and breaks his wrist. Um, And... Before the flaggers, like he's not, he stands up quickly, but he's not going to pick his bike up because his wrist is just dangling. Yeah. So there's Phil, just runs in the middle of the track <laughs> and pushes his bike off for him. To which I said, Phil, you finally got yourself Pro Circuit Kawasaki. Congratulations. <laughs> but I've never seen that. I've never seen a rider run onto the racetrack to pull someone's bike off for them. And it was, of course, Phil. Yeah. Hero's work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Carnow uh, was up in the stands filming it too. It was like, here's Phil grabbing the bike. So. God, I, I mean, the Jet Reynolds thing, I don't even know what to say. It's unbelievable. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I got, like, you, I, think, I, you think AC and Forkner have been hurt a lot for Cowie. Like, he had a huge offseason crash, and now he's out again. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, again, I, I don't follow the amateur stuff as much as you do. But, yeah, Jet Reynolds, like, on an 80 was amazing, right? And it's just kind of gone worse every time out there. Well, like the, every jump. The bigger problem really was that he got in the point that when he was healthy, he no longer had the edge on guys. Like yeah, yeah. it wasn't like he was beating Kitchen anymore. And I'm sure at one point Kitchen was not even in the same well, zip code. Hymas also, right? That, Hymas yeah. was the big rival as well. Yeah, and they were like, "That's the bar I've got to someday try to get to." And now it was like they were leaving him behind. So the real problem to me isn't just the injuries; it's that you can only sustain so many of those and so much time off the bike where you start losing the edge and. um I'm more worried about that. Like, eventually he, the wrist will heal, but will he still be fast is really more of the, the question. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mitch, I talked to Mitch, and Mitch was like, yeah, you know, he crashed 
for the season and maybe he wasn't quite where he needed to be coming in here and you know what I mean like it wasn't it didn't sound like even say even if he raced and didn't hurt himself it didn't sound like he would be you know he was ready for it so kind of I don't know yeah you know I I understand that everybody I I like it when racers race but it's same thing with Cincerillo the track record for a guy being really hurt and rushing early because it's round one and you just feel like you need to be there for points or title or whatever it is and it going well very little like we've seen it a few times i remember bogle won the title he was so hurt that they actually bought a replacement rider in for him but then he ended up showing up and winning the title but most of the time this seems to be what happens Mm -hmm. yep all right well that's the that's the wrap-up for minneapolis uh anything else Oh, that was really fun. It was, yeah. We're on to, we're on to Arlington. L- live show and uh, and a good track and, yeah, opening coast, you know. So, yeah, it was exciting, right? So, uh, tickets, still have tickets available for Dallas Live Show? Yes, they're on publicmex.com. Nice. So, uh, I'll pick all those right. up if you can. Um, going to Jerry's World. Uh, all right. Thank you to uh, Fly Racing and uh, Maxis and Renthal, Cobalinks, and Motorsport.com, as well as folks at Onyx Maps. Weed, you're going again this weekend. Love to see it. Love to see it back at the races. So it's great. JB. Oh, these live shows have pulled me out of hibernation. Yeah. And honestly, can can we do something about the appearance this Friday? What do you mean? Do you, what do I need to do about it? Well, you showed up at the live show. You said you cut your own hair. It didn't look great. Yes, that is true. Right? <laughs> yes. You told us you That's cut true. your hair. It didn't look great. And then uh, you were wearing a red lumberjack jacket that you'd worn the day before. And then, uh, no, that's not true. That was press day, which is the same day. Okay, and then you had the same day. Okay, and then you had boots on that had mud all over them from track walk. Oh no, that mud had been there long before track walk. Yeah. The boots, <laughs> boots were rough. Yeah, I, I got a few texts about the boots because we were on Spot Network What's wrong TV. With the boots? It was seven degrees and snowing out. Why would I not wear boots? <laughs> it was. It was not. It was not a slushy. Like you weren't climbing a mountain. I, I feel sorry for you guys having to brave those elements in your skateboard shoes and your Converse All-Stars, Steve. I just, I, I don't know, man. I was prepared. I had, I had Adidas boots. Ultra Boost on. I'm ready for anything. I had Gore-Tex. I was ready for the cold. I was ready for the slush. I mean, they're not, they're, they're not they weren't great. They weren't great, Weech. Really? All right, well, I'm not cleaning the mud off. Did you? Did, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, did, you, did anybody buy your food from the food truck? No, oh. no, I was really hoping that. I went out there, there was a food truck, there were a bunch of fans. Yeah. And uh no one offered. Oh, I thought for sure you were gonna get a free free meal there. I thought for sure. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out to uh what was her name that brought us brought us cookies and treats. Uh and the Oh Jess. Is that what it is? Jess? Yeah, yeah. She's a, panic, she's a racer, panic right? button, panic button cupcakes. That was great. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, she she bakes goods to support her racing. Oh, uh, Jackie, that was Jackie. Panic button. It was Jackie? Oh, I'm sorry, Jackie. Yes. Right. Okay. Jackie. Yeah, <laughs> she brought us panic button cupcakes and you, red cupcakes. You were like, should, we, should we go give these to Kenny and Coop tomorrow? Just here, 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 guys. Hey, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, I baked you some cupcakes. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Um, yeah, so good times over there for sure. And Kiefer was there too, which uh. It's always exciting to have Kiefer there. He, uh, I'll get into Kiefer's travel. I'll get into this in the Pulp Show tomorrow night, okay. but it's unbelievable, unbelievable. Just a couple of highlights: two nights stay, 
checks an OGO 9800 full of clothes. <laughs> full of clothes for two nights. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And then also, has his wife get up at 3.30 in the morning California time to check him in for the Southwest flight? <laughs> she checks him in and sends him the boarding pass. Why? Dude. She likes it, man. She just likes taking care of me, man. <laughs> like, hey, Pookie, I'm going to need you to get up at 3.30 and check me in. I'm never getting checked in. Like, if, that, if that's me, I'm never getting checked in. It's not happening. Unbelievable. He, he, the, the OGO 9800. If that's a Southwest flight and Pookie has to do that, you're sitting in the bathroom because you're in like row E90. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing. So I, I, I've never seen anybody like travel like him. Uh, we, before we go, uh, the GNCC today, uh, Stu Baylor hurt himself. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what happened. Um, I was out this afternoon. I watched a little bit of the live thing, and then I'll, the next thing I know, it goes from like podium battle to like wishing for the best for Stu Baylor. <laughs> okay. So right. that's, that's all I know. Who I, won? I know bad reporting right now. but Who won? Do you know? Uh, I was out for dinner, and uh, everything changed. Ben Kelly, the defending champ, wins. Okay. Unfortunately, with Stu Baylor, it's, it's, uh, this stuff just happens all the time. Right. Like, there's always some one moment away from greatness. Right, right. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Weeds, JT. Thanks, boys. See you next week. See ya. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners. Don't change the air. Don't change the air.